everybody, and welcome to Nintendo Week for the end of week of October 7th through October 13th. I'm your host, Colin McIsaac, and as always, I'm joined by Alex Plant. I'll be president. And Ben Lamoureux. I'd vote for Alex. <laughs> uh, this week, we are bringing you something new. A Nintendo Week Micro! Which basically just means that it's a super short episode. Uh, there's a lot going on this week for us, including some traveling, uh, Alex, and some projects for the site. And next week, we're planning a very special episode for you guys with Liam Robertson, better known as Tamaki from the Unseen 64 team. Uh, so we'll be talking with him about some of the awesome stuff he's dug up over the years. Probably a lot of smash talk, given all of the uh, goings-on, which we'll also dig into in a bit. But it's going to be great. Uh, be sure to tune in. That might actually come a couple days early, not sure yet. But anyway, for now, let's dig into this week. We've got some stuff on Hyrule Warriors Legends, a ton of Smash Bros. hype or rumors or speculation or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Twilight Princess HD might be happening, so let's dig on in. Last week in the podcast, we talked about Skull Kid joining Hyrule Warriors Legends as a playable character. And this week, we got a look at scans of the Famitsu article that broke the news, as well as some screenshots from Koei Tecmo. We got a look at the moves Skull Kid uses. He does a lot of dark magic and stuff. We also learned more about Phantom Ganon. He shows up as the Wind Waker version, but he now wields two swords. And just like the main games, you'll be playing a little session of magic volleyball against him to win. The scans also show off a new mechanic for fighting bosses. If multiple heroes attack a boss at once, a green aura will appear for it, and it will take more damage then. Up to four heroes can combine at once and make it more susceptible to damage, and seeing as you can now switch between your heroes on the touchscreen, this should make defeating bosses a whole lot less tedious. So the real question is, can I do totem time in Hyrule Warriors Legends? <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible joke, I know. <laughs> a terrible joke or a terrible gameplay mechanic? Kind of both. <laughs> um, I'm actually really interested in, in how Phantom Ganon is going to be implemented, just because Hyrule Warriors for me was not a game that I felt could really work with that level of timing. I don't know. Maybe they've found a way to overcome this in, in Hyrule Warriors Legends, or um, but it's just not something I ever would have thought they would have done. I know the volleyball thing is a very iconic Zelda moment, so I'm glad it's in, but uh, I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see how it'll play out, given it. It's not a very timing-focused yeah. game. Yeah, it's very hack-and-slash, like, power fantasy. Yeah, and, and the way, even the way attacks are animated, it just doesn't... I'm just having a hard time grasping, like, how is that exactly going to work? Um, but, yeah. but I'm confident they wouldn't have put it in if they couldn't make it work, but... Yeah, you know. I'm sure it'll do fine. Also, I think it's great that uh, playing as Skull Kid, Majora's Mask can shoot, like, laser beams. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> very fitting, I liked that. Greg Mails, one of the directors behind the original Donkey Kong Country, has revealed some more cut content from the game. They were originally going to have a few more animal buddies, including a mole named Miney and an owl named Hooter. Uh, they also had some <laughs> ideas for cages you'd need to get a key to unlock, um, a factory level with a bunch of springs. Cool stuff. Yeah, when I see the name Hooter, I just think of uh, that terrible uh, Captain EO thing from Disneyland where they uh, Michael Jackson yells out, Hooter! a bunch of times um no but 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 i miss i miss the, the diversity of animal buddies so this it, it's it's good to see that there are more that that didn't make it in and maybe they'll make it in in a future game or something like that yeah i was gonna say that's if retro is working on another donkey kong country game in the future that's definitely i think the biggest point they need to expand yeah uh, we already talked before about tropical freeze being just like this amazingly dynamic platformer 
So I feel like they can't do any better than that for, you know, as far as level design and core gameplay goes. So Animal Buddies, definitely a big way they could expand. Yeah. All right. And they're, you know, they're such a simple addition to the game, but they're they're so joyful. Like, you know, as a kid, that was one yeah. of my favorite parts of the game, you know? For sure. And we've seen them do pretty well with implementing uh, additional characters like uh, the other Kongs in, in Tropical Freeze 2. So we know that mm-hmm. there are still lots of ways that different abilities could be used even within the sort of Donkey Kong Country Returns framework. Reviews are in for Chibi Robo Ziplash, and they are not looking so great. Some outlets are giving it high scores, but it's floating at just a 62 on Metacritic. The general consensus is that it seems to be that it's not bad, but it's just not good. No surprises here? Well, you know, this is, uh, I read up on a lot of the reviews, and they were saying a lot of the same things that we predicted they would say, which is it doesn't really do anything to separate itself from any of the other thousands of, you know, indie 2D platformers out there. You can get games with mm-hmm. similar experiences for, you know, 10 bucks on Steam or even the eShop. It just doesn't really feel like it has that that depth that you would expect from a Nintendo first-party game. Or second party, uh, exclusive yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think a lot of us were underwhelmed from the moment it was revealed. <laughs> and I know for a lot, a lot of Nintendo games, when they're first revealed, it's kind of like, well, that doesn't quite have the punch I wanted from a Nintendo game. And But usually by launch, the, the, the hype is picked up. They've they've sort of pulled off the lid, and and we see we see a lot more of what they're offering. But um, I don't but, feel I mean, like I that think ever. By the time we made it to E three, we could see what they were offering, and it just was not that interesting. Yeah, like the screenshots never really amped up in uh, yeah sort of the content that they were showing, and never looked more interesting, and never looked better uh, visually even. Uh, so that those are all yeah. kind of warning flags. Yeah. So, big news, big uh, potential news, probably news. Uh, a data miner named NW Player 123 who previously leaked news about Splatoon and Super Mario Maker, has discovered an ID listing for The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U eShop, alongside uh, the classic, like, icon from the game with Link and Wolf Link sort of side by side. Interestingly, a new render of Link has also shown up at some stores as part of Nintendo's recent retail uh rebranding where they merge sort of the Wii U and 3DS sections into just the Nintendo section. Uh, it's based on his Twilight Princess design, but the colors are a little brighter. Uh, that could be related to Twilight Princess HD. It could have nothing to do with it. But point is, Twilight Princess HD discovered in these files. What do we think? Some background on how this was discovered. So uh, the Nintendo update servers have a listing for every title that is registered as available or uh possibly available on the wii u eShop, that often includes titles that haven't been released yet each title that they have on the server is assigned a title id and if you crawl through the title ids you can sometimes find some interesting things and that's what appears to be what's happened here uh yeah they also found uh some titles uh super paper mario warrior land shake it uh skyward sword all those are the original wii versions uh i think also mario strikers mario galaxy one for the u.s uh for europe actually We've already seen uh, several Zelda games remade this generation with Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, and Majora's Mask. Uh, but uh, the Zelda team, like Iji Onuma, and the, they've already said that they'd be open to more Zelda titles, uh, remakes that is, and that if they were to do another one, it would probably be based on popularity, which makes Twilight Princess the obvious choice, because aside from Ocarina of Time, it sold way more than any other Zelda game. Yeah. So, you know, it's not really surprising that this is what they would go with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's all that surprising that we're getting an HD remake of Twilight Princess either. I guess if there is anything that I'm surprised by, which I don't know that there is, but if there is... Colin is surprised by nothing. <laughs> well, it's that it's coming to Wii U rather than uh, happening anytime in the future, because, yeah, we've already got a bunch of Zelda remakes. Twilight Princess is the best-selling uh, Zelda game to date, I think, besides Ocarina of Time, maybe... 
it, it's actually number one, isn't it? If you count the 3DS remake, then Ocarina is more. Right. But but at the same time, given that the Wii and Wii and GameCube versions of Twilight Princess came out simultaneously, that I think that still puts it ahead of the N64 Ocarina. Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, anyway, so this is clearly a game with a whole lot of mass market appeal. Um, and I think by putting it on Wii U, uh, they're sort of missing this opportunity to... Uh, regain not necessarily regain because it is just a remake but you know at least get some sort of credit with the harder core community who uh liked zelda in past years uh when it wasn't you know quite like wind waker uh when it wasn't quite like skyward sword when it when it looked visually a lot more like the kinds of games that modern hardcore gamers are interested in we've talked before about how um when nintendo launches nx that would be a perfect time to sort of rebrand and try to shed this image that they only make kitty games and, you know, like you said, uh, trying to attract, like, you know, maybe the, the older or former Zelda fans. So I think uh, a big, like, full-blown HD remake of Twilight Princess, you know, like, really built from the ground up instead of just prettied up a little bit. That would be an interesting idea to launch NX just because it was so successful in helping launch Wii. Yeah. At the same time, I don't know. I think a better opportunity for that whole sort of rebranding would be a different Zelda game. Oh, definitely. Um, just because, you know, as much as wind waker and skyward sword like i love games like these but you know i also recognize the hardcore crowd that likes games like ocarina of time like twilight princess they're what made zelda important at all ever and games like wind waker games like the you know phantom hourglass games like triforce heroes they really sort of strip away that hardcore audience that made zelda worth anything so by doing that, they're really just keeping the very hardcore fans who are dedicated specifically to the Zelda brand rather than to the kinds of games and experiences that the popular Zelda games offered. So, you know, I think I think they would be better suited to do that at a time when it's a, a new game, a new console. But I think it's important to do it. I think it's possible that given that, that Zelda Wii U was kind of pulled back behind the curtain for a little while and that we haven't intent, very intentionally not been shown anything in the past, like, several months, it's very possible mm -hmm. that they're rethinking the whole visual direction of that game as well. Uh, in which case, Twilight oh, Princess HD might be a good opportunity for them to do a HD test of how those graphics might actually look in a real time. Like they did with Wind Waker for it, Zelda U. <laughs> right, exactly. I know we think that we thought that Zelda Wii U was actually fairly pretty, but at the same time, I don't think it really struck a chord with the sort of mainstream gaming audience. And no, I, think that's, I don't think it did. I think that's an audience that Nintendo thinks is critically important for a game like Zelda, which has traditionally been their sort of bread and butter hardcore fantasy game. Yeah, completely. Uh, so I think I think they they kind of have to show people that they're serious about Zelda again. And the Twilight Princess remake would give them a good opportunity to put that in front of people sooner rather than later. Yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, I although it does. <sighs> I'm so torn on Zelda Wii U because at the same time, I think Zelda does need this sort of rebrand that says, you know, hey, we still love Zelda fans, but we also love the people who made, Z who got Zelda any fans in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Zelda U's current visual style is not the game to do that, but I love that style so much. <laughs> yeah. It's like far and away my favorite one. And it's like Miyazaki and it's like gorgeous. And I literally at E3, uh, Barry Herbers, who's unfortunately no longer uh, with Gamnesia, we were sitting there uh, watching the stream and we just stared at each other in awe. And this huge hug just erupted because that was we knew this is what we want yeah. so, so bad. Well, especially the environment artwork, right? Oh, for sure. Like, that was that was what stuck out to me. But at the same time, it's just, like, as much as I love that so much, I know it's just... 
that's not gonna sell yeah and zelda's too important a franchise not to to kind of waste its potential on a game that's not gonna sell yeah all right so uh let's get on to our biggest segment this week the super smash bros rumors and stuff there's been a lot going on in the smash community lately uh there's rumors of characters and 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 dlc and yada 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 it's a big time for smash so we're gonna try and hit on all the main points uh but it's also it's all also very speculative and shaky there's so little like concretely known uh, so you know bear with us uh, first of all, Nintendo accidentally put up a listing on their Super Smash Bros. page in the official Nintendo website that you could customize and train the Shovel Knight amiibo for battle just like any other figure player. Every other amiibo in that section was directly linked to a character that's playable in Smash. So assuming the listing is correct, uh, either Shovel Knight will appear as a Mii Fighter costume and the amiibo will link to a Mii, or much more likely, I would say, Shovel Knight is going to be a playable character. Uh, Nintendo obviously put this listing up by mistake. They took it down the next morning. But the question is what their mistake was. You know, did they list it correctly and just too soon? Or was the whole thing an accident? And then Yacht Club Games, of course, the team behind Shovel Knight, responded on Twitter to say that the listing was, quote, made in error. Uh, But despite a ton of tweets addressing this, they never say that the listing is inaccurate. Uh, Everything they said on Twitter is very carefully worded. It's very specific. Uh, It kind of mirrors about a month ago when those Shovel Knight Amiibo listings were popping up before the Amiibo was revealed. And Yacht Club kept saying like, oh, this is a mistake. Oh, we're not announcing anything right now. So they're being very suspiciously coy. And the question is, why? Yeah, you know, we see this language a lot from Nintendo when rumors are brought up where they'll say things like, that report has inaccurate information or something like that without actually saying, like, no, this isn't happening. They'll just, they'll Mm -hmm. point out that Mm -hmm. something in the, uh, in the statement wasn't official or wasn't completely correct. Um, so that might be the situation that's going on here. They might be just trying to, you know, not completely cut off fans from all communication, but obviously not spill the beans before they're supposed to. Yeah. I, I hope that's happening, because obviously we've all been, I think we're all pretty much in favor of Shuffle oh, definitely. Smash. Maybe not Alex, but, you know, who cares about what Alex thinks? I think that's only just because he hasn't played it. I, I'm down, even if, even though I still haven't played it. Sinner. um yeah i mean so ben you you know you brought up a point without spilling the beans before they're supposed to um i I can't imagine any possible reason that they would have to dance around anything if shovel knight wasn't coming to smash in some way and i don't want to like get people too hyped because i feel like the uh, me fighter costume is a very tragically realistic possibility but if there was no shovel knight content coming to smash why you know they would easily just be able to say look there's nothing planned right now yeah definitely and and i know inevitably this has to be a mistake but it seems like too well timed a mistake yeah you know given how yeah. uh how how much we've been hearing about shovel knight uh in connection not just with smash but just with nintendo in general yeah. they they clearly and the xbox one physical release has been canceled for some reason not the PlayStation physical releases, so I don't know if that's connected to Nintendo at all, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll find something else out as we get closer to that physical release. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing about the listing is not only is the timing just extremely convenient, but that is such a painfully huge mistake to make if it's just completely wrong. Right. Like, the, the Amiibo site, first of all, has listed, like, Amiibo as compatible with games that they're not actually working with in the past, Um, which is already, like, really embarrassing for Nintendo's official website. But if they're listing Shovel Knight for Smash, like, that is a 
huge mistake. Yeah, you gotta really wonder huge. how something like that even happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I would I would suspect maybe it's an automation error, but then you'd see stuff like Toad on there, and that just didn't, that didn't happen. Yeah. Sho- it, was it was Shovel only Knight. Shovel Knight. Yeah, so very, very suspicious. There was Chibi Robo, the amiibo for Chibi Robo did say that it was compatible with Smash, but Smash Bros. listed Shovel Knight as one of the characters that you can customize and train and battle right. with. Right. You know, it didn't list Chibi Robo there. Chibi Robo's amiibo may have had a mistake. It may unlock, like, a costume or something in Smash. Shovel Knight said... This is a figure player. Right. right that's right. a huge distinction. Yeah. Another big Smash rumor is going around, and it all stems from a ton of various tweets that have been uh, deleted and removed from context, the ones that are still up. Uh, and they, a lot of them come from different users. So we're just going to give you the overview rather than piece together exactly what was said and who said it, because it's all hearsay anyway. Um, but that said, you know, take individual facts here with some grain of salt. Some might be true. Some might not. Generally, here's what seems to be the case. A couple people, some of whom have industry connections, some of whom have correctly leaked Nintendo news in the past, are claiming to know what the next Smash Bros. DLC is, and apparently a major hype-worthy Nintendo announcement is coming within the next week. Uh, That may or may not be related. It seems like it likely is. The character is apparently a big deal, quote, quote, makes a lot of sense, and is likely not related to the Smash ballot. It is apparently a newcomer, not a clone, not Shovel Knight or Shantae, and nobody would confirm whether it was male or female. I think it's safe to say all these signs point to the Inklings from Splatoon. Well, it definitely fits all of those things. Yeah, it's it. that seems like the foregone conclusion. Yeah. Well, not only that, I don't think there's anything else that does fit those criteria. Well, and on top of that, have it, we've seen recently there's hidden data in the in Splatoon that suggests the Octolings may become playable at some point. So it's possible yeah. that they're planning some kind of double whammy announcement where they announce Octolings are playable in Splatoon, Inklings are playable in Smash... Uh, maybe Octolings are an alt for Inklings. Uh, I was going like, to say, what if they do the eight main Inkling costumes, and then, like Little Mac, they do, here's an alt, and this gets eight colors. Right. Uh, and the alt is Octolings. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That would be that would be something Nintendo would do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Splatoon is a huge thing for Nintendo right now. That all makes perfect sense. Uh, the timing also makes perfect sense, too. Uh, Sakurai said characters take about five to six months to make, and we know it's been about that long since Splatoon went kabloom and everyone got super hyped about it and it started selling like crazy. So, you know, it makes perfect sense that they would see that success and say, hey, let's bring him to Smash as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah no that disagreement for me. sense, you know, because... <laughs> You know, Splatoon, it's it's selling way higher than Nintendo expected, and in Japan, oh, yeah. it's even selling faster than, like, Mario Kart and Smash Bros. So, you know, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to leverage these characters in your other big franchise. Well, we don't have Mario Kart playable yet. <laughs> but, uh, psh. We have a Mario Kart stage, though, though. Yeah. And... But that was a terrible joke. Let's... I'm just waiting for someone to move on so we can seamlessly recover. You can never move on from that. <laughs> no! Yes, but I like taking even their most ridiculous suggestions seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bowser does have a clout. Like, honestly, I feel like Bowser Jr. is kind of the Mario Kart rep. Well, especially since he he's not has Koopaling alts, right? Yeah, and he's got the, like, the side B, the car. <laughs> and he uses a bunch of items. Yeah. Get, none of those are in Mario Kart, though, but whatever. <laughs> One of the people also who might know the next dlc that much is unclear um but he was streaming brawl the other day and played a lot of matches of wolf versus snake 
so I'm kind of wondering if A, Wolf is coming back. You know, the timing would make sense uh, since you're supposed to get Star Fox Zero soon. Um, also, I don't think there's anyone out there who doesn't expect Wolf to happen. Um, and B, if the Inklings are going to absorb a lot of Snake's moves, like the mines, uh, the grenades, which, you know, could just be splat bombs. Yeah, I'd hope they absorb just his moveset and not his weight and stuff. But oh, yeah, of that's, course. That's I don't think oh, yeah, that'd be... Uh, of course, this could just be mourning for those who have fallen and haven't made it to Smash 4. I don't know. <laughs> it could. Yeah, I mean, it could be totally unrelated. <laughs> that's yeah. just another element in uh, in all the sort of well, and I say promotion. that I say that because I know a lot of people have been kind of complaining about, like, where the Smash S'more 4 uh, roster is gone. A lot of people are still salty about, like, Ice Climbers being cut, about mm-hmm. about Snake being cut even. Like, it's crazy. I just think it's funny that, uh, you know, supposedly they're replacing Snake, who comes from a franchise that's all about stealthiness, with the Inklings that come from a franchise that's all about, like, shooting giant bright splotches <laughs> of ink all over the place. Yeah. There's hey, nothing there's, there's not stealth in Splatoon. You can hide in the ink. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> actually true. thinking a great mechanic for the Inklings would be uh, the squid. Actually, Alex, you mentioned before uh, they could transform into a squid would be. I actually think instead... The best way to implement squids is that's how they duck, is they just turn into a squid and stay on the ground. And then their crawl speed is just insanely yeah. high. Yeah, I thought about that and too. Then, and then they can jump up out of the ink and shoot and everything. Yeah, and their, their hitbox um, would go down. obviously they have to be balanced and... around that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, other characters, you know, crawling changes like hitboxes and everything. Like Wii Fit Trainer like, can barely get hit with anything when she's ducking. Um <laughs> Well, you know, I would expect but, yeah. the Inklings to not be super mobile when they're not in a sort of squid-like form, so it's possible yeah, that that sort slow. of becomes the balancing mechanic. Yeah, um, yeah, is the, you have you kind of have to crawl everywhere, and it could fit kind of technical too and difficult to use uh, with like pass-through platforms because you have to tilt it down instead of ducking down, or else you'll you'll fall through. Yeah, uh, so that could just be an element of you know it's hard to pick up the character. I like how all our discussions about Smash DLC inevitably revolve around characters and how we want them to play. Well, that's the best way. We it's, love Nintendo, and we want them to be authentically replicated. It's just beautiful, that's all. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but anyway, I also heard there's supposed to be a Nintendo Direct this Friday for a lot of stuff on both Splatoon and Smash. I don't know how reliable that is, uh, so don't necessarily put a whole lot of trust in it. Colin's uncle, um, who works at Nintendo, told him. Well, I did, um, I did hear that it was supposed to be announced either today, which obviously didn't happen, or tomorrow, which for you guys listening is today, which you'll know if it happened. You know, it, the timing would make sense, given all the playable Octoling stuff, all these, like, Smash rumors, Pikmin 4, Twilight Princess. I mean, you know, now would be a perfect time for a Nintendo Direct. Um, but, you know... Again, that's just hearsay. Yeah, and given their past patterns, I could see them waiting till after the November cycle, uh, kind of like they did last year. With the they had a December direct where they announced Majora's Mask. Um, but but we are kind of waiting for new Smash and Splatoon news, so I could see that coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be a good idea for them to hold the direct now, or you know, pretty soon here. Um, just especially considering people you know, are starving. Yeah, well, and considering how many games that they've delayed out of this holiday season, mm-hmm. they should be connecting with the Nintendo fan base and you know letting them know, hey, we've got stuff in the pipeline. Here's what you can be excited yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. Instead of saying, hey, remember all that stuff you were excited for? It's not coming <laughs> until way later. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bye. And and also now that they have a new CEO, um, they'll be in- introducing him to investors soon. Uh, yeah, it'll be a good time to introduce him to the fans also. Yeah, that's October 28th, by the way, is their next quarterly investors meeting. 
Well, there we go with our Nintendo Direct Micro! No, that's not even right. Well, whatever. That just goes to show you how powerful Bill Trinan's voice is. Uh, <laughs> and always, as always, to conclude the news segment of this week's show, we're bringing you a lightning round with little nuggets of information. If you want to hear more about any of the stories we discussed above or anything you hear in the upcoming lightning round, you can check them out at Gamnesia.com. The latest podcast uh, episode will show up in the scrolling feature bar at the top of the site, and on that page you can see all these links. More news about Pokemon Go is coming in mid-October. Uh, Chibi Robo Ziplash is now available in North America and Japan, but Europe has to wait until November. Also available are two new custom weapons in Splatoon. October 16th, Yoshi's Woolly World launches in North America, and you can preload it now. October 17th, the European Splatfest pits cats versus dogs. October 20th, Gravity Falls Legend of the Gemulets releases on 3DS, while Just Dance 2016 and Guitar Hero Live both launch on Wii U. October 22nd, Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater launches in North America. October 23rd, Game will start distributing Hoopa to UK Pokemon trainers and continue till November 5th. And The Legend of Zelda Triforce Heroes launches in the US. October 28th, Nintendo is holding their quarterly investor meeting, introducing Tatsumi Kimishima. Um, October 30th marks the launch of the Hyrule Edition new 3DS. It's also the European launch for Fatal Frame and the retail version of Shovel Knight, which North America gets on uh, November 3rd. And finally, this holiday, you'll be able to buy a standalone Chibi-Robo amiibo without a copy of the game. And then we've got a few general facts and reminders from last week for you. Team Meat is strongly hinting that Super Meat Boy is coming to Wii U. A fan is making fully functional Animal Crossing amiibo cards for all of the Super Smash Bros. characters. Yokai Watch is getting a demo in the West. It's probably safe to say that's like the E3 demo, I bet, which we had a blast playing, so check it out. And Level 5 has announced a third version of Yokai Watch Busters. <laughs> We've got 30 minutes of English footage from Fatal, blah, 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 fatal Frame whatever. Um, Atlas has released the first screenshots for Shin Megami Tensei 4 Final on 3DS, and we can also get a glimpse at the cast and setting of the game with its first trailer. We've got a report that Nintendo is banning hackers who are using unreleased weapons and the Octoling characters in Splatoon. You can play as Goku in this Super Smash Bros. Brawl mod. Nintendo is selling Super Smash Bros. digital bundles that include all three DLC collections, uh, or I guess the first three, because now there's a fourth, um, which is nice and timely given our discussion last week about the ridiculous DLC prices. Except these don't really give you much of a, a deal. Well, they you have to buy the game itself. They do give you a deal, you just have to, uh, you have to not have already owned it. Right. Yeah. The fan-made Satoru Iwata Amiibo successfully raised $1,900 for charity at its auction. Toys R Us is teasing that the Mega Yarn Yoshi and Villager Amiibo will restock there as exclusives, and the Falco Amiibo is exclusive to Best Buy and you can pre-order it now. Nintendo is distributing shiny versions of the Legendary Trio from Pokemon X and Y in Japan, probably going to release them worldwide at some point. Nintendo is dominating the Japanese software charts through the first half of fiscal 2015, but again, remember, uh, their console gaming uh, climate is way on the down, so that doesn't say a whole lot about Nintendo's success. Just about Japan. Yeah, just about Japan's, like, not success for consoles. Right. Nintendo is participating in this year's Extra Life Charity Gaming Marathon, and Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka share some design tips for Super Mario Maker levels, so if you want to get some inspiration from the pros, there you go. Check it out. Uh, and finally, we've actually been posting a lot of incredible Super Mario Maker levels here on Gamnesia. Uh, famous game designers are making courses, fans are making some crazy courses with really clever ideas. Um, they're really popular videos, and a lot of people here at Gamnesia seem to like them a lot. So be sure to check them out and see some of those. 
any final thoughts we want to bring up? Uh, I know it's been a short episode, so... Um, I just got a Wii LAN adapter, and my Splatoon experience has been very smooth, so I want to recommend to everyone who has not gotten a Wii LAN adapter already and is experiencing connection issues in Splatoon to try that out and see if it will work for Interesting. you. Interesting. Smash 2, keep in mind, because yeah, I Smash tried also. to play some Smash with the staff yeah, recently. Maybe I should get one then, because I've had a Four lot player. of trouble with Smash online. Yeah, yeah. Smash I has been almost flawless for me now, actually. Excellent. Well, I'll have to I can, yeah. invest in one it's of those. It's usually things. flawless for me with like just one on one for glory, but you know any sort of four player matches are just a nightmare. Uh, everyone get the LAN adapter and make other people's online experiences better. <laughs> yeah, Smash is particularly susceptible to other people's connections dragging you down. So, so the fewer people yeah. that have Wi-Fi uh, only, the the better. So, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the Endo Nintendo Week for today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or subscribe to us on YouTube at Gamnesia TV for bite-sized discussions from the show. And please head to iTunes to leave us a review if you haven't already. It really helps with visibility. Uh, we've got about 32 reviews right now, and we've made it, it looks like, kind of consistently onto the front page now. So let's try to keep bumping up those numbers. It really helps. We really, really appreciate it, um, especially if you have good things to say instead of bad ones. Uh, if you have feedback for Nintendo Week, please send it to Colin at Gamnesia.com. And remember to send in your questions about Nintendo, about our show. We love engaging with you guys, and we read them and talk about them here on the show. So it's a great way to get involved. Again, that's Colin at Gamnesia.com, C-O-L-I-N at G-A-M-N-E-S-I-A. If you can't wait till next week for more of our stuff, you can head to Gamnesia.com to see more gaming news as it happens. We've got Sony, Microsoft, Indie, you name it, and even Nintendo news that we didn't have the time to discuss on this week's show. So thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have another great week in this year's Spooky Month. Well, yeah, at the same time, to, uh, I, I th- you can go, go ahead, Ben. All okay. right. <laughs>